This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This episode of Serial is made possible by Goldline. Read their important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Call them like I did years ago, 877-370-COIN, or go to goldline.com. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. If you believe in the Bible, you know that after God created Adam and Eve, he commanded them to have children. It was the first commandment he gave as they faced the real world. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So apparently, the ideal family from the very beginning was for a biological mother and father to both be in the home, raising their children together. Not just the mother, not just the father, but a mother and a father who are married to one another. How ideal is the traditional family unit? According to a diverse team of scholars from the universities of Texas, Virginia, Minnesota, Chicago, Maryland, Washington, Rutgers, and UC Berkeley, not conservative or religious universities by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, most of them are quite opposite. But they found that children from those homes live longer healthier lives mentally and physically do better in school are more likely to graduate and attend college are less likely to live in poverty are less likely to be in trouble with the law less likely to drink or do drugs less likely to be violent or sexually active less likely to be victims of sexual or physical violence and are more likely to have successful marriages when they're older such research has been confirmed by other highly respected liberals, like Harvard's David Elwood and Christopher Jenks, who also found broken families result in a reduction of human capital. Quote, the knowledge, education, habits, willpower, and all the internal stuff that is largely intangible a person has that helps produce an income, end quote. The American Enterprise Institute's Nick Schultz argues in his book, Home Economics, The Consequences of Changing Family Structure, that among children who start off in the bottom third of income distribution, only 26% with divorced parents ever move up, compared with 42% born to unmarried mothers who may marry later and 50% who grow up with two married parents. So is it any wonder, then, that so many blacks never break the cycle of poverty? In 1986, CBS News did a special report on what was happening in the black family in America called The Vanishing Family, Crisis in Black America. Twenty-five years ago, you would not have heard such things said so freely because they were not embraced so widely. The strong family was still the backbone of black America, and three out of four children had both parents at home. That is true no longer. Most black children are now growing up without their fathers. The result is a world turned upside down as children copy what they see and repeat what they learn. LaDon said she didn't have a father in her home and doesn't think her children need one. She's not unusual. Half the black families today are headed only by a woman. Clorinda said she could make it on her own as a single parent. She has never been married and is raising her daughter without a man's help. She's not unusual. Today, nearly 60% of all black children are born out of wedlock. Timothy said his children are not his responsibility. He has left them to be supported by their mothers and welfare. He's not unusual either. 
for LaDon and Clarinda and Timothy, and many more like them in cities all over America, the traditional family no longer exists. It has vanished, and something new is taking its place. Single women and the children they're rearing alone are the fastest growing part of the black population. During the 30 years since that report, the situation has grown much, much worse. Today, 73% of black families are not traditional family units. 73%. Yet in 1950, it was the other way around. 75% of black families were two-parent homes. The result for so many has been poverty and crime. But rather than focus on such a clear and profound problem, groups like Black Lives Matter and so many other black organizations and so-called black leaders choose to place the blame on police, white America, or capitalism. While the black family has been the hardest hit, by no means is it the only segment to suffer. The American family of every race, every ethnicity, continues to disintegrate as virtually no one steps up to address the problem and propose solutions. As a result, the situation continues to worsen. Since 1980, the marriage rate is down 45%. 41% of children are born to unmarried mothers, and again, it's 73% among African Americans. 71% of poor families are not married. Marriage decreases the probability a child will live in poverty by 82%. Fatherless or single-parent homes produce children who are two times more likely to be arrested for juvenile crime. Twice as likely to be treated for emotional and behavioral problems twice as likely to be suspended or expelled from school. They are also 33% more likely to drop out of school and three times more likely to end up in jail by age 30. 70% of inmates grew up in broken homes. And compared to children from homes disrupted by death, children from divorced homes have more psychological problems. Yet even with the evidence of the shattered children from crumbling families, we're told everything is perfectly fine. A family unit can be anything. A single mom, a single dad, two moms, two dads, a monkey, a gerbil, maybe a wandering minstrel or two from Saskatchewan. It just doesn't seem to matter anymore. The kids will be fine no matter what. As Dr. Wendy Walsh points out. There's this crazy idea out there that a traditional family is one with one heterosexual man living with one heterosexual woman in a house with offspring who have a biological connection to both of those Sorry, that's a modern family, and it's actually a prescription for insanity as far as our biology is concerned. If someone had said the same thing about a same-sex family, there would be a very good chance that they'd be unemployed and perhaps unemployed for good. A hetero man married to a hetero woman. What a perfectly crazy idea. And a prescription for insanity? They may even face a hate speech charge. But for whatever the reason, it's perfectly acceptable to say this about a traditional family unit. Why, when there's nearly total consensus on the fact that a traditional family unit is provably what is best for the well-being of the children? Now, this isn't to say that single moms can't be fantastic, loving parents or single dads, or they're just not capable of raising wonderful, well-adjusted, highly successful kids. Because they can and they do. Grandparents can and do wonderful child-rearing. Same-sex couples certainly love their children. 
And sometimes the ideal family unit, for whatever reason, just is not possible. But in general, where possible, traditional family units produce the best results consistently over decades of studies, period. Could it be that biologically, a woman brings certain traits and skills to child rearing that a man doesn't, and vice versa? And is it just possible that that combination leads to the most well-adjusted, highest-functioning human beings? That question, however, is apparently so offensive now that most dare not even ask. On the rare occasion when small groups of Americans actually do become active and go outside of their community to support traditional families, they are often attacked, as occurred here on a street corner in Pennsylvania when an opponent of traditional marriage saw their signs supporting traditional families. You should not make people feel like they're wrong for what they believe in. It's sickening. This is so sickening. You need to walk down the street Her statement that they shouldn't make people feel bad for what they believe obviously doesn't apply to her. Despite having a consensus and science on the side of traditional families being the best bet for child rearing, it has gotten to the point where it is seriously hazardous for someone to even mention the facts or suggest that some of the problems in America that we're facing are due to the disintegration of the traditional family unit. Next time, we look at some of the factors that have contributed to the destruction of the family in America and how we got here. Glenn Beck. This episode of Serial is made possible by Goldline. Read their important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Call them like I did years ago, 877-370-COIN or go to goldline.com.